0: Have you ever thought that being an entrepreneur would be easier than this? For years, I've tried to break free from Rogue Warrior Consultant life, only to return time and again in order to survive. What I soon realized is my own isolation and self-doubt was getting in my way, and that my biggest successes, my happiest moments, came through connections with people who cared about me. It's now my mission to make it easier for entrepreneurs like us to connect with incredible human beings who rise up higher together. We are not self-made, we are community-made. But the real question is, how will we do it? This podcast will give you the answers. Join me on this journey as I interview top experts and entrepreneurs who are figuring it out. I'm your host, Jerry Kurt, and you are listening to the Community Forged podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Community Forge podcast and today you're with me the host Jerry Kirk and I have another amazing guest on the show. I'm really excited because the person on the show today, she helps driven entrepreneurs increase their net worth by at least $100,000 on their way to $1 million, which I'm sure we'd all be interested to know about, so they can buy back their time and live life on their own terms. She's even helped some people get out of $80,000 of debt in just six months. So she definitely helps people no matter where they are on their financial journey. And how does she do that? Well, we're about to find out. My guest today is Simone Mercer-Huggins. Simone, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, Jerry. Thanks for having me on.
0: I am so excited about this because in my own life and in so many other entrepreneurs that I know, know, it's not... (laughs) <laughs> finances is always a, a hot topic. Whether you're trying to make it, or you're trying to keep it, <laughs> or you're trying to grow it, um, we're all we're all trying to do a better job of that. And and you know, this is an, an expert in, in your space, so I've got a ton of questions I want to ask you.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: You know, but, you know, bef- before we you know dive in and, and get all those those nuggets, I know people are going to be a little curious to know a little bit more about your story and like how you even you know went down this path of of helping people with finances. So. Why don't we start to get to know you a little bit more about like where this all began for you?
1: Yeah, um, well, it actually began like well over a decade ago, and I definitely didn't ever think I'd be you know this like leading other people in the investing space. Um My journey started out literally like most people's, which is I don't know how to work out and navigate this entire world of investing or growing my money or how did the, like what do the rich know about getting rich that I don't seem to know? Are they smarter than me? Um, so I was kind of at that place working a nine to five. I have, you know, had a degree in business, but it wasn't in finance. And I kind of was stuck, felt stuck, felt trapped, like so many entrepreneurs do when they're in, when they're in a nine to five. And that was the point that I read Rich Dad Poor Dad And it kind of like, you know, the light bulb switch went on, not from the entrepreneurial side, but from the, oh, like I get it, you have to like invest. And I thought that that was for this exclusive like section of people that didn't include me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So that opened my eyes to that and that's when I started kind of looking into the stock market um, and learning more about it and just went to seminars and books and, uh, you know, took classes and courses and, did as much as I possibly could to learn about it um, to start my journey. And, you know, back then, even um, it was hard because it was pretty male dominated and um, it was super scary and daunting and intimidating. I didn't know where to start. And it's good I kind of went through that because that's essentially what every new client or new student comes to me with. Don't know where to start. Super intimidating. It's so daunting. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I just, I I dived in because Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, made such an impact on me. Um, yeah, that I just, you know, I was at rock, rock bottom and something had to change. So that was the shift.
0: Interesting. Yeah. And, and imagine this was probably back in a time when, you know, getting access to that information was a lot harder, right? It wasn't really so much even, even yeah. online.
1: Oh, completely. Like. Yeah, it's kind of not really what it is now. And to be honest, even now, it's still confusing and it's still pretty daunting um, and there isn't a lot of out there. And it's still very, there's a lot of jargon um, that makes it fairly inaccessible and it still is very male-dominated. So as a woman in the space, um, I, you know, I'm definitely one of the few. Uh, but, um, yeah, it's it's changed a lot, but yeah, back then it was so, so much more, you know, ivory towers and mahogany desks and all that kind of crap. <laughs>
0: oh my goodness. I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah. Mm. And here you are, you know, feeling like the square peg in the round hole, I imagine
1: Hundred in this, this
0: male dominated world. I mean, what, what, yeah. how did, how did you get, how did you get through that? I mean, how did you break through that to, to finally start making sense of the, uh, investing world?
1: Yeah. Well, it, it actually, I'd like to kind of tell you that my story was like, you know, I read this book and then I learned all these things and then I just went and did it. That, what, that wasn't how it was at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I read, you know, I read which I put out and I was like, cool, I, maybe I can invest, but then still had this massive block in my mindset around, you know, self-doubt and who am I to invest myself? Like, what do I know? I know nothing about it. Um, so that means I must have to use a financial advisor. They must have to do it for me, right? Um, so then I went and made appointments with a few and like met a couple. And I'm glad I did because for me, it was like the worst experience in the world. It was just like condescending and patronizing. And I didn't get any more answers. And all they told me about was all the fees. And I just, I didn't understand anymore. And I left like, I left one of them, like I walked out and I cried because I just felt like, you know, a complete idiot. And I can say now with total confidence, I'm an intelligent woman. Um, so it's pretty awful, (laughs) you know, when you, when you walk out of a meeting like that. Um, yeah.
0: Well, and I imagine too, at that point, you were like, this was the best option you could find. And and right. And yet you felt like, I mean, it's almost like you were like in their way, like you were, you were almost an inconvenience for them. Like they were doing you a favor. Right. Yeah. Like, right. Oh, so you want to invest? Well, well, you know, this is what you're going to have to do. You know?
1: Yeah. And they just, it was just, it wasn't at all kind of the experience of what I, you know, thought it would be, particularly going in, going after reading a book and being like, wow, I could do this. And then just being brought straight back down to earth. And then I was asked about whether I had a partner. Like, and I was like, what does a partner have to do with me investing? Like, it was just, yeah, it was just the most awful experience, but it had to happen. And I'm so glad it did because it pushed me into learning myself. And that was actually, that was the the bit I skipped out that that was actually what made me go and learn Mm -hmm. myself and why I was so determined to do it myself. Because I was like, you know what, screw this. I'm not paying you money to then know nothing about it. And then be talked to as if I'm a moron. And then not even have control and have no knowledge. Like, um, so that was for me, and I have. I'm still vehement about my view on you managing your own money and investing your own money. Because you know, you everyone here. If you're an entrepreneur, you know the entrepreneurial journey. It doesn't ha- like you don't do it unless you have some form of intelligence. And if you can navigate the entrepreneurial world, you sure as hell can navigate investing and growing your wealth. Um, yeah, so I know that everyone listening can 100% do it. And I believe that everyone should do it themselves.
0: Well, that's a that's a great uh, segue then to, to really get into, you know, how can entrepreneurs, you know, get more value from their money, right? Where, where, where should they start? So they've got their, you know, they got a business, they, they've made a bit of money from that. Um, yeah, you know, say, you know, let's say I'm coming to you now. And, you know, I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to make Better use of, of my finances. Where should I start?
1: Yeah, it's a good it's such a good question. Um and I hope it is one that every entrepreneur gets to. And part of the reason I love working with entrepreneurs is because there's such a gap, right? Because we're not forced, because we work for ourselves, we're not forced to put away money to grow our wealth. Um and so so many of us are focused on the making money part, which I get. You know, a big part of what we do. (laughs) Um, But it's easily forgotten that there are two other parts, meaning it's not just about making money, it's also about keeping money. And then it's also about multiplying money. And so there's a tendency to kind of go, I'm going to put all of that back into the business. But, you know, if any of you have read Profit First or any other vaguely financial book and know the concept of paying yourself first, right? That's really important to just put away some to take, you know, to essentially grow a golden goose that's fat enough that you can either semi-retire, and most of us don't actually want to retire. We love what we do, but, you know, get to the point where you you only work because you want to, not because you have to. Um, And so start with your goals. Start with, like, what you want um, and start with your risk tolerance. Like how risk adverse you are, uh, and that will kind of determine where you need to put your money. Mo- like the stock market obviously is what I focus on um, and you can do that in many ways. You can create a cash cow that pays you money in you know, dividends. You can create something that grows aggressively over time or you can be way more conservative. There are so many options and that's why I love it so much because mm-hmm. it can be tailored to everyone.
0: Yeah, exactly, and and you know, the, the, I guess the flip side of that is, is there's so many choices. That sometimes it's hard to know, you know, which direction to go in.
1: Ah, totally. And I think that's what—that's where the daunting, intimidating, confusion happens because it's like I don't even know where to start. And I get it, because like I said, I, you know, I was there too. And it is true. Like there are literally thousands of options that, like, truly, truly are. Um, but when it comes down to it. You can do it in a way that's super simplified um, and it's not about stock picking and it's not about giving up your time and it's not about taking time away from your business or you know, what you're creating as an entrepreneur. Um, but to me, it's 100% important that you're putting... That you pay yourself first because you are your biggest asset and you need to make sure that uh, you know, you're taking care of your future self. You no? Know?
0: Yeah, and, and your present self.
1: Totally right. Yeah, I mean,
0: if you you can't pay your, if you can't pay yourself a decent salary, then you really, you really don't have a business. You know,
1: that's it's so true. You know, when I when I first heard that, uh, when I first started going into business, that was like a kick in the guts. (laughs) Uh It was like, oh my god, what? But it's (laughs) true. Yeah, you're
0: right. Yeah, like you have to be able to eat more than just ramen noodles for three meals a day.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah. And if you can't pay yourself, then, you know, there's, there's something wrong. And, you know, part of that is mindset. And, um, you know, if you, if you can't pay yourself, sometimes that is a reflection of your worth or your self-worth or reflection of, you know, what you believe in yourself and all that sort of stuff. Like, I mean, money mindset is such a big part of everything we do, right?
0: Yeah. That's, and that's another uh topic I wanted to to dive into. So let's, let's, let's do that now. What, what are mm. some of the, what are some of the, the mental blocks that you see? I mean, it's obviously it's one thing to, to know what to do and, and to take action, but, yeah. so, but so often that's not the problem. Even once you have that, right. What, what are the mental blocks that you keep coming across um, that entrepreneurs have around money?
1: Yeah. So the biggest, the biggest one is, uh, really around self-worth, like, oh, I couldn't possibly charge that. I'm not worth that. Um, And this is more common in women, but it 100% shows up for men too. Um, And so that shows through and like I couldn't possibly charge that price. And then so when, you know, if you're on a sales call or a pitch or a webinar and you're presenting the offer and you don't truly believe in yourself that, you know, you are worth being paid that money... That 100% shows through. Um, so a big part of it is that. But then the other side and most, if not all, money blocks, like you know, these blocked beliefs or limiting beliefs around money, uh, come down to a scarcity mindset. And the bad thing or the unfortunate thing is that as human beings, we're actually wired for scarcity because the, it's the brain's default to protect us. Um, so like always thinking that there's never enough money, <laughs> for example, or thinking that the client couldn't possibly pay that money or if you get 10 clients, then you couldn't possibly get more because I have a competitor and they're making all this money and they're taking business away from, from me. That's all scarcity mindset and it's, it's based on a belief that there's not enough money to go around. Mm. But when you think about money and this is getting like, a little bit woo woo, but it, it's necessary because once you understand that money is just energy, like we made it up. Human beings made money up, like we literally created it out of thin air. Um, yeah, because that's true. Yeah, like you know, it started off by trading, you know, cows or with rice or beans with milk or whatever, and it got too hard to carry all your stuff to the market. That we made up money. And back then it was a piece of paper, and then it became a coin, and now it's literally what we call money, and it's just an energy exchange. That's all it is. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if everyone were to go and take out their money from the bank, only eight percent of it actually exists in physical form.
0: Like well, most I of it.
1: Yeah. Most of it's just like huh. digital numbers. It's just numbers on a screen, right? So. um, so how- yeah. So it's yes yeah, scarcity really. And-
0: so how do you how do you help entrepreneurs then sort of shift their their mindset <laughs> around, around scarcity, right? I mean, that's yeah, yeah. what what are some ways that, that you've helped entrepreneurs overcome that?
1: Yeah, so a big part of it is for it's any step to change is firstly awareness, like working out what your actual blocked beliefs around money are, and they're not often the ones that you think about are initially there sometimes they are, but often there's something deeper. And then understanding where they actually come from because everything we believe, whether it's to do with money or not, um, they're not our beliefs. We're not born with them. We're born with a blank slate. Everyone comes into this world worthy of everything, you know, born in with totally a clean canvas. But we inherit everything from our parents, from society, from whoever raised us, from our sisters, from our brothers, from our partners. And so they're not actually yours to begin with, but something happened along your past, right? And all of our, basically, most of our programming happens from about zero to when we're seven years old. So as much as we love our parents and our parents did great jobs, um, you know, everyone has scars, (laughs) emotional scars left on, on us from events. And that's when these beliefs are formed. So we've got to go back, work out what happened. And then we work on reprogramming. And it can be quick. Sometimes it can take consistent action. But honestly, part of how I work is actually, it's very actionable, tangible things because the reality is a big part of changing your mindset is actually almost like reverse engineering it. So like changing your habits before you believe it. Does that make sense?
0: Interesting. So it's kind of like through the... through taking, taking action in, in a yeah. different way,
1: yeah. you st- start
0: to, the evidence of the, the results of that, or just taking those actions starts to change your, your, your momentum. In a, in different exactly.
1: Direction. And it starts to change your beliefs. You're like, Oh, I just did something. And that goes against everything that I've previously thought about the world or everything I've previously thought about money. And so it's things like, you know, changing your habits, and behaviors around money. And I'm not a penny pincher. I don't believe in changing your lifestyle. Like you can do things that literally can make massive shifts. So actually I just ran a five-day money challenge in my private community for free. And they, the, the overall result from five days was over just over $22,000 that they saved and made without literally changing anything. Like really? isn't that mind blowing? Yeah, twenty two grand. Like there is so much money left on the table. This is the thing: money is like it's there. It's like right there. You just got to get it. <laughs> so like, there's just all these like yeah blocked kind of beliefs. But when you change the habits and you like do something different that you you don't know to do, right? Like it's not we're not wired to know these things as much as we all go to school or whatever. We're not taught about it. Um, but when you change it you actually yeah, change, start shifting your mindset. And it's kind of like you know, the, the advice you get as an entrepreneur, sell your thing before you make it. It's kind of like that. Um, you know, don't make the thing and then sell it. Sell it. Prove, the con- you know, prove it. Test the concept that it works. And then it shifters, shifts your mindset because you're like, oh, I can sell it. People do want it. Okay, I'll go make it. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Fascinating. Really. Yeah. Just giving yourself permission to, to just create something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that's off. That's also as a side note, um, a good way around the selling mentality to, um, you know, kind of get over that hump. Cause I see so many entrepreneurs like get stuck in that content wheel of like, Oh, I need to go and make this thing. And then they spend six months making it and they're not really passionate about it. And then they don't really know if it's going to work. And then they try and sell it. And it's like, no, sell it first <laughs> because because then you would be like, wow, everyone wants it. I'm so excited about it, and of course, you know, you're not going to create something amazing. And it's kind of like that with money, where you like just do something first, change this thing over here, and then we start shifting the internal stuff.
0: Fascinating.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Doesn't have to be as hard as we think it is.
1: <laughs> no. Oh my <laughs> god! So I'm so glad. You, yes, I'm so glad you said that. It doesn't. This is Money does not have to be that serious. Finance is not that serious. Like, it's just not. It can be fun and sexy and playful and, like you know, it can be easy. Like, but I think we just, well, it's again, that's the society belief, right? <laughs> Don't talk about it. It's hard, all that stuff. Do you have to hustle sometimes? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, but not all the time.
0: I think you should, get, you should start getting a hat to me that says, you know, make money sexy again. <laughs> That's your new your new slogan.
1: Okay, it sounds good. Yeah, I like that.
0: (laughs) So um just curious Simone, what what haven't we covered so far around around um finances that you think were really important for our audience to know?
1: Oh, um good question. Oh, you know, I would say, and this is true for everything, it's very, very much true for the entrepreneurial community. Um, surround yourself with people who get it. And who are on the same path, and are who are ahead of you. So, like, I'm sure most people have heard the term: your network equals your net worth. Um, so, the people around you are so important because, you know, you know the saying that like toddlers and babies are like sponges and they absorb everything. That doesn't change as we grow up and become adults. <laughs> like, we still absorb everything. And so if you're surrounding yourself with people who have a really poor or crappy or scarcity mindset around money, um, and don't believe in your entrepreneurial dreams and don't support your and all that sort of stuff, that's going to be a very different experience on what you create compared to someone who's going, you know, going after it, paying themselves first, paying them a salary, you know, getting invested, putting their money so that it makes their money whilst they're also making more money in their business. Like, The people you surround yourself with literally make or break you. Um, So making sure that you have the right community. And it's so important for money too because we're mostly raised on this idea that you shouldn't talk about money. Like we talk about sex more than money, like honestly. Um, Yeah, so community is so important.
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Well, that's you know, that's a big part of what this this podcast is all about. Is it's helping people to 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 find and nurture that community. What, what are yeah. what are what are some ways that have worked for you to to surround yourself um, with with those kind of like minded people to help you know you be at your best.
1: Yeah, good question. Uh, so a big part of I think pretty much on every entrepreneur is basically a personal development junkie right <laughs> um <laughs> so as I am as well um and so when I started my journey of learning about stock market that's actually how I fell into like the other personal development stuff and so I just started going to like you know seminars and workshops and like other events around money so like I went to Tony Robbins like uh, wealth mastery I went to Harvekar's Millionaire Mindset Secrets. I went to like uh, you know a a big rich dad event overseas, like doing that, and then meeting more people in that space that are doing it expands it. But then the biggest thing that I actually realised was I didn't really have a solid community, and so I created one. Literally, (laughs) obviously, it's relevant for me because it's what I do. But um, yeah, I created a community of. And now just, it's just in a Facebook group and I'll be doing events next year and stuff um, to have the space to talk about it. And there are other groups too. There are a bunch of other groups, you know, online that you can do. But there's so many events yeah. that you can expand your, you know, your worldview on. But even events like, you know, when you go to Funnel Hacking Live and you're like, oh, these are my people.
0: <laughs> you know, yes, you totally. Just, yeah.
1: You just feel like you belong, right? And that is like, it's, it's almost like the gateway drug, you know, to more of it. Like fun Marketing live is still amazing for money mindset because you're seeing people and they're expanders and they like expand your mind. And like, what we all talk about making money there. Right. And it's healthy and it's good. And to do more of that because money is meant to be made. You're, you are meant to be worth like wealthy. Everyone is meant to be wealthy. And so the more you do more of that, the more you start to recondition your thinking.
0: Awesome. That's, that's, that's a great place to, to wrap up. I think for today, Simone, Um, this has been a, a lot of great um, action and uh, ideas for people to, to kind of shift around their own views around money and and how they can Mm. make those shifts. And obviously there's, there's a lot more, you know, to this, this conversation. So where, where could people find, find you online to learn more about um, how they can, you know, shift their own um, finances and, and perhaps work with you in the future.
1: Yeah, for sure. So if you go to MsWealthy.com, MSWealthy, um, you can find me on Instagram, MsWealthyOfficial, and if you search my name. It's a, it's a pretty unique name, <laughs> Simone Mercer-Huggins. On Facebook, you'll find me.
0: Awesome. Well, again, Simone, I thank you so much for being on the show today. I got a ton of value out of it. I know our listeners did as well. So um, thanks for being on the show.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks so much. I loved
0: it. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't done so, be sure to click on the subscribe button in your app so you never miss a future episode. And when you leave a review on iTunes or wherever you listen, you help more people discover and then transform their lives through the powerful, life changing stories on this podcast. I invite you also to share something that you heard in this episode that you would love to turn into a conversation share it with people and have that conversation because when ideas become conversations that build connections, that's when momentum happens. I'll see you in the next episode.